So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. This episode is again gonna be about stoicism, which is something that I really, really, really like to talk about, just because I think it is actually something that's really helpful, or can be really helpful, like it still depends on how you think about these things and how you feel about those things, but I think in general it is actually one of the philosophies, at least in my point of view, like this is just my opinion, that is kind of one of the most practical ones, some kinda, in nowadays life. You know, of course, there are other great, you know, and I haven't been going through all of them. Definitely not. You know, I am not that educated in philosophical just education or whatever you actually want to call it. Um, but I still kind of have the feeling that maybe this just also because stoicism is a little bit trendy at this point in time, at least in my point of view. Not really in the just really big circles of just um, society and whatnot, but in those circles where... It is about productivity, I would say, just being a better person and all those things. Um, stoicism, at least in my point of view, is something that's pretty much known. You know, I believe that a lot more people might be also talking about stoicism, but I don't know. You know, I don't know. And therefore, we are again having another book summary, but there's going to be more after the intro. The intro is silent. I do hope that it is not silent for you. I do hope that it's just silent for me just because my volume is turned off. But yeah, with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. And I am looking forward to this episode, you know. I am really, even though I've done something a little bit different today, you know. Because normally when I'm coming home on Wednesday, on uh, what's tomorrow, Thursday and Friday, it's, it's normally like I'm coming home, I'm eating something and then I'm recording. Today it's like, okay, I come home and I'm now going to record, I think at least the first episode that I'm having record for today. But maybe I'm actually gonna record the other one as well. Just because I kind of feel like just pretty good today. You know, I kind of feel really pretty good about recording also today. Therefore, like, it would actually be um, quite an efficient way, at least in my point of view, to just do something or to just do it right now. But yeah, let's head into the book summary. And it is actually already in the background, which is nice, you know, which is always really nice. And the book is called Discourses by Epictetus or Epictetus. I'm never quite sure. You know, I think maybe Tim Ferriss has been talking about it before and I've been listening to it, but I really don't know how it is pronounced. You know, I'm actually very sorry about that. It is rated 8 out of 10 and it is definitely available on Amazon. So if you want to get it, get it. And if you do not want to get it, then please don't get it. High level thoughts. One of the three pillars of Stoic writing. This causes is interesting since Epictetus was a freed slave, which is something that's indeed really interesting. Useful aphorisms and quotes as always with the Stoics. The summary notes. And yet, while there is only the one thing we can care for and devote ourselves to, we choose instead to care about and attach ourselves to a score of others. To our bodies, to our property, to our family, friends and slaves. And being attached to many things, we are weighed down and dragged along with them. Yeah. I would say so. And I kind of really just want to talk about, I think, property there, you know, and real estate. Of course, you know, if you're having a home, you know, and this home is way too big for you and you're not even able to afford it just that well, you know, you can, but it's just really stressing you out and all these things. Um, it is a drag, you know, and it is not something good and it's definitely not something good for your happiness and for your well-being and all those things just because you are maybe trying to impress other people. Those people that are coming to your home, that are just having parties at your home with you, and maybe all those things. And yeah, just something that popped into my mind. 
make the best use of what is in our power and treat the rest in accordance with its nature and what is its nature, however God decides. Which is like, okay, there is a bunch of things that we can control or that are in our power, but there's also quite a lot of things that are really not in our power, you know, and we can't control them, like the weather. And therefore, actually complaining about the weather is one of the fucking dumbest things you can be doing because you can't just change it anyways, as well with just a lot of different other things, you know. Maybe also about grades, even though I've made the experience that just complaining about your grades and kind of talking to your teachers and whatnot can sometimes actually help. You know, if you want to believe it or not, it actually can sometimes help, which is like, um, sometimes it really pays off to just raise your voice and say something and kind of basically stand up for yourself. It really, really, really does just pay off sometimes. I don't want to say all the time, you know, it still just heavily depends on the situation and heavily depends on you as a person, your background and the, the whole situation's background and context and just various, various, various things. Man, the rational animal, quote-unquote rational, uh, can put up with anything except what seems to him irrational, whether is rational or tolerable. Yeah. Which is why education has no goal more important than bringing our preconception of what is reasonable and unreasonable in alignment with nature. Because you think of yourself as no more than a single threat in a rope whose duty is to conform to the mass of people, just as a single white threat seemingly has no wish to clash with the remainder of the garment. But I aspire to be the purple stripe that is the garment's brilliant hem. However, small, smaller part it may be, it can still manage to make the garment as a whole attractive. Don't tell me then, be like the rest, because in that case I cannot be the purple stripe. And I would heavily suggest you to not be like the rest, to not be like just all the other people. You know, whether it is actually about your product, whether it is about you as a person, whether it is about your service, if you're having something that is like every, everyone can replicate it, then I don't know if it is actually a good product. You know, if everyone can replicate it, you know, and if everyone could actually be doing it, you know, and it is not really something that's very, I would say specific, and also like just only you can do it, you know, just because it involves some some techniques or it involves like your voice or just you just in there or just all these things that kind of just make it not able to be replicated, I would say. So think about it, like, and I would in general say that you shouldn't be like the rest. Not only is it boring and not only is it like, I don't want to say nonsensical actually, because I can understand it. Like, it is nice to be one of many and to just also then not be judged. And like, it, it just, it begins with clothing, then how you think and how you feel and how you get pursued by, by other people and, and like various, various, various different things which are part of this thing. But my suggestion is, and or my maybe advice is to not just be like the rest. And it is fine to not be like the rest. And also it's fine if your product is not like any other, any other fucking product, you know? If a man objects to truths that are all too evident, it is no easy task finding arguments that will change his mind. This is proof neither of his own strength nor of his teacher's weakness. When someone caught in an argument hardens to stone, there's just no more reasoning with them. Yes, you know, if there's no... At least this is how I'm seeing it or this is how I'm actually receiving this message... If you're just arguing with somebody or if you're talking to somebody and this person is like just like a stone, like the replies are all the same, nothing is like just going forward, it is like just really useless, some kind of, then uh, it's really, 
I don't know, like it doesn't make any sense to just argue with this person then, basically. Now that you know all this, come and appreciate the resources you have. And when that is done, say, bring on whatever difficulties you like. Sois or Zeus? I don't actually know. I have resources and a constitution that you gave me by means of which I can do myself credit whatever happens. But no, there you sit, worrying that certain events might happen, already upset and in an state about your present circumstances. So then you approach the gods. Yes. I think I'm gonna repeat this. I have resources and a constitution that you gave me by means of which I can do myself credit whatever happens. But no, there you sit, worrying that certain events might happen, already upset in a state about your present circumstances, so then you approach the gods and ask for help and ask for advice and ask for motivation or money or whatever you're wishing for or whatever you are in need of. Be confident in everything outside the will and cautious. It's not cautious, but it's it's cautious, 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 whatever. I'm gonna spell it. C a u t i o u s. In everything under the will's control. Whenever externals are more important than you, then your own integrity. Then be prepared to serve them the remainder of your life. So whenever externals are more important to you then your own integrity, then be prepared to serve them the remainder of your life. Yes, it is fucked up. It kind of really is fucked up if external things, whether it be the opinions of other people, whether it be like just some materialistic bullshit, which is also not really something that's internal. Um, if this is more important than just some shit that um, is like you, you know, maybe he's referring to your mind, maybe he's, re he's referring to just you being happy and all those things like, no, don't do that. Just don't do that. You know, think about your internal game. Think about you just being internally happy. Like, of course, if you're actually having everything that you just have wished for your whole fucking life long, but you're still like really unhappy inside of you, then of course, you're basically also not going to be happy if you're having everything. Because, I, you know, the thing is, the first day you're having everything, you're going to be happy. You know, you're going to be extremely fucking happy, happy and blessed and grateful for all these things that you're having. But, you know, there is also going to be days where everything is normal. Like, this is then your normal state. In your big house, with your big car, with your just uh, hot girlfriend, whatnot. It's going to be the normal. And once it is the normal, it is just like any other fucking normal. You know, it's, it's like, okay... I'm in here, I'm in here, you know, I'm recording this episode at this point in time, but it wouldn't definitely make any difference if I would be sitting in a bigger room, you know, I would actually be pretty unhappy about that, because, like, acoustics, like, it's, it's not that good for the sound, <laughs> to be honest, but you know what I mean, you know what I'm referring to. Model yourself on card players. Uh, the chips don't matter and the cards don't matter. How can I know what the deal will be? But making careful and skillful use of the deal, that's where my responsibility begins. So in life, our first job is, to, is this, to divide and distinguish things into two categories. External, I cannot control, but the choices I make with regard to them, I do control. Where will I find good and bad? In me, in my choices, don't ever speak of good or bad, advantage or harm and so on, of anything that is not your responsibility. I would actually not use responsibility as a word here. You know, I would actually say that it's, it's not in your control because responsibility is like, okay, you know, it is not my, maybe it is actually on purpose like that, you know, because I can also be like, well, it is not my, my responsibility to, to care about my younger sister or something like that. Like, no, 
it basically is not your responsibility, some kinda, but it heavily depends on how you think about things and in just what life you are, you know, what parents you're having and all those things, like many, 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 many different factors once again. When you can't resist sex with someone, don't think of it as a temporary setback. You fed your weakness and made it harder to uproot. It is inevitable that continuous behavior of anyone kind is going to instill new habits and tendencies while steadily confirming or confirming old ones. It will even do uh, it will even do to socialize with men and good character in order to model your life on theirs, whether you choose someone living or someone from the past. It will even do to socialize with men of good character in order to model your life. And I'm actually, which is actually a pretty funny thing, they're using modeling as a kind of different just word here, or they're using it in a different way, because most often, if we are talking about modeling, we must often talk about modeling as a way to just imitate somebody else. But I think in this way, it is just modeling your character, and not just taking it like a metaphor, actually, and not just taking it like, like an image. Basically, you know, I'm modeling myself with my hands and with the choices that I make and all those things. I'm modeling my life and I'm modeling my character and I'm modeling my mind. Just pay attention to the way you behave and you will discover the school of philosophy you really belong to. You will discover that the majority of you are epicureans, a few peripatetics, but these grown soft. Epicureans, a few peripatetics. <laughs> I'm sorry, peripatetics or whatever. Surrounded as we are by such people, so confused, so ignorant of what they're saying and whatever faults they may or may not have, where those faults came from and how to get rid of them, I think we, uh, we too should make a habit of asking ourselves, could it be that I'm one of them too? What illusion about myself do I entertain? How do I regard myself as another wise man, as someone with perfect self-control? Do I too ever make the boost or the boast about being prepared for whatever may happen. If I don't know something, am I properly aware that I don't know it? Do I come to a teacher as ready to submit to his instructions as if it issued from an oracle? Or am I one of those little snots who attend school for the sole purpose of memorizing its doctrines and becoming familiar with books previously unknown to me so that I can lecture them to others? Question mark, which is, which is pretty funny, like it is about school. He's talking about memorizing bullshit. He's talking about memorizing things. If the only purpose of school is that you're going to memorize some shit, don't go to school. Like, or actually go to school because there is a pretty good place to memorize quite a lot of bullshit. Which is really funny. Like, Seth Godin has also been talking about that. Like, memorizing things doesn't make any sense in 2019. Nor does it do make any sense in 2020. Just because we can Google it. You know, we can Google fucking shit. So why the fuck? Would you actually memorize things? You know, it is kind of memorizing concepts makes sense, you know, because it makes sense. Memorizing just data and facts and whatnot that you actually can look up does not make sense. But knowing the concept, like how things are working, this makes sense. It really does make sense. It is inviolable if you enter into relations with people on a regular basis, either for conversation, dining, or simple friendship, that you will grow to be like them, unless you can get them to emulate you. Place an extinguished piece of coal next to a light, next to a live one, and either it will cause the other one to, to die out, or the live one or the live one will make the other reignite. Since a lot of it is at stake, you should be careful about 
fraternizing with non-philosophers in these contexts. Remember that if you consort with someone con covered in dirt, you can hardly avoid getting a little grimy yourself. Yes, uh, it is actually the case. You know, if you're hugging somebody that is full of dirt, you're probably always going to be a little bit dirty, at least. Maybe you're even going to be just fucking dirty. Who knows? Freedom is not achieved by satisfying desire, but by eliminating it. Assure yourself on this by expanding as much effort on those new ambitions as you did on those elusive goals. Work day and night, work day and night to attain a liberate frame of mind, for example. So choose either regain the love of your old friends by re, uh, reverting to your former self or remain better than you once were and forfeit or forfeit their affection. Just keep in mind. The more we value things outside our control, the less control we have. And among these, uh, among things outside your control is not only access to, but relief from. Public office, not just work, but leisure too. I've read that so poorly that I'm actually going to repeat it. And among things outside your control is not only access, but relief from. Public office, not just work, but leisure too. It is not... Uh, it is not events that disturb people, it is their judgment concerning them. Like, it, it truly, like, I've actually been thinking about events in terms of like a concert or some bullshit, but it's not, you know, it is like just some things that happen. The thing that is, like, yeah, it comes up to how you are just thinking about those things. It comes up to your perspective, it comes up to how you feel about certain things that are happening. You know, if you kind of feel like, well, it is something that's really shitty, then it is really shitty. If you think about it as something that's pretty fucking cool, it is going to be pretty fucking cool. You know, it depends on you. It depends on how you think about it. It depends on your perspective. It depends on so many different things that are in your control. The event itself might not be in your control, but in your control it definitely lays um, just your thoughts, your attitude, your opinions, the things that you're willing to see, i.e. your perspective. Yeah. If someone succeeds, succeeds in provoking you, realize that your mind is com complicit in their provocation, which is why it is essential that we not respond impulsively to, to impressions, take a moment before reacting, and you will find it is easier to maintain control, which is something that's probably like really fucking common nowadays, but it's like, I don't know, maybe it's been huge back then. I don't actually think so, but keep the prospect of death, exile, and all such apparent tragedies before you ever they before you every day especially death and you will never have an object or abject thought or desire anything to access yeah which is again perspective if you think that you're gonna die every single day and if you think about it you know and or just other people that are just really uh, important to you that they are gonna die yeah you know suddenly losing your 50 bucks is not gonna be that important you know and or it's not gonna be that bad because your family is still alive, you are still alive, everything is still fucking good. If you're wrong to do it, then you should shrink from doing it altogether. But if you're right, then why worry how people will judge you? Never identify yourself as a philosopher or speak much to non-philosophers about your principles. Act in line with those principles. At a dinner party, for instance, don't tell people the right way to eat, just eat the right way. And maybe they're actually gonna just have a look at you and kind of do it the same way. Finally, decide that you are an adult who is going to devote the rest of your life to making progress. Abide by what seems best, seems best as if it were an inviolable law. When faced with anything painful or pleasurable, anything bringing glory or disrepute, realize that the crisis is now that the Olympics have started and waiting is no longer an option. 
that the chance for progress to keep or lose turns on the events of a single day. That's how Socrates got to be the person he was, by depending on reason to meet his every challenges or challenge. You're not yet Socrates, but you can still live as if you want to be him. And with that being said, this is going to be the end of the episode. I hope I've been able to help you out with some things. I hope I've been able to just give you some thoughts, give you some insights, give you some valuable things. But yeah, and please consider subscribing to the podcast and also to the YouTube channel. It would really, really, really mean the world to me. But yeah, I'm going to see you the next time. So I wish you the best health of happiness and also success. And I also hope that you're going to be that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which means your legacy. Three other questions that I'm having for you are, why are you here? What are you trying to change? And what is boiling you the most? Which should lead to finding out your purpose and, a, and also just figuring out maybe even a business idea, you know? But yeah, I'm going to see you the next time. I hope.